Welcome to Winning the World for Christ, a Christ Church Way of the Cross podcast with Bishop Ronald Frazier. Christ Church proudly celebrates 20 years of ministry and service to God. Now, here's Bishop Frazier with today's message. Fight back. Daniel chapter 4, beginning at verse number 19. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for one hour, and his thoughts troubled him. The king spake and said, Belteshazzar, let not thy dream nor the interpretation thereof trouble thee. Belteshazzar answered and said, My lord, the dream be to them that hate thee, and the interpretation thereof to thine enemies. The tree that thou sawest which grew and was strong, whose height reached unto the heaven, and the sight thereof to all the earth, whose leaves were fair, and the fruit thereof much, and in it was meat for all, under which the beasts of the fields dwelt, upon whose branches the fowl of the heaven had their habitation, it is thou, O king. Thou art grown and become strong, for thy greatness is grown and reacheth unto heaven in thy dominion to the end of the earth. And where is the king saw a watcher and holy one coming down from heaven and saying, Hew the tree down and destroy it. Yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass, and the tender grass of the fields, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let its portion be with the beasts of the field, till seven times pass over him. Verse 24, this is the interpretation, O king. And this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the King. That they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. And they shall make thee to eat grass as an oxen, and they shall wet thee with the dew of heaven. And seven times shall pass over thee, till thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. And whereas they commanded the leave to leave the stump of the tree roots, thy kingdom shall be unto thee. After thou shalt have known that the heaven do rule. Wherefore, O king, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness and thine iniquity by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening of thy transgression. All this came upon the king Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of twelve months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. 
Then the king spake and said, Is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of thy kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven saying, O king Nebuchadnezzar, to thee it is spoken, the kingdom is departed from thee, and they shall drive thee from men, and thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the fields. They shall make thee to eat grass as an oxen, and seven times shall pass over thee, until thou know that the most high ruleth in the kingdoms of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will. The same hour was a thing fulfilled upon Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men, and he did eat grass as an ox, and his body was wet with the dew of heaven, till his hair were grown like eagle's feathers, and his nails like bird's claws. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. I praise and honor him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and whose kingdom is from generation to generation. And I want to read verse 34, Daniel 4:34 again. At the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and my understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. I praise and honor him that liveth forever and ever. I want to use this two words, fight back. No matter what you're going through, you've got to learn how to fight back. Father, speak to our heart the words of life. Teach us how to fight back. The enemy comes in like a flood. The spirit will lift up a standard against them. Strengthen us, I pray, as we share your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Nebuchadnezzar is a wonderful, interesting person to study his life, to study his kingdom, to find out and to track his life and see how God used him in a mighty, mighty way. A young, brilliant mind, a conqueror of conquerors. He extended Babylon. He built up Babylon. It's interesting that he takes credit for actually building Babylon, and Babylon was built before he was even born. But he remodeled it. He just fixed Babylon up. It was such a fortified city that you could ride chariots, three chariots wide around the walls of the city, over 45 miles just inside the walls that were fortified. It was a well-armed, well-fenced city. Nebuchadnezzar went from city to city, conquering, leading great battles, going through great battles and conquering. He was such a hero. He was a giant of a spokesman, but he was a, a fighter. He was a conqueror. He would come to your place. And his method, one of the things that, in studying I found out 
that when he came to your area, to take your area, he would come in and get the best of the young men, the brightest of the young men. He would take them back to Babylon and indoctrinate them with the doctrines of the Babylonian and turn around and send them back to that area to rule in his behalf. He extended his kingdom by taking and training the young men. He reached out far, far, far. What a man. He was ruthless. He was a thug. He was a conqueror. He was a tyrant. You would not like Nebuchadnezzar. He was powerful. And a powerful man he was. He seemed to be invincible, unstoppable, unshakable. But you know what? God has a way of pulling your cord. He knows exactly where you are. You say, well, preacher, I hope you're not preaching on me this morning. Well, I'm putting the word out there. Let the chips fall where they may. But sometimes you got to understand folks that are in your life and folks that come to do you harm. They seem invincible, unstoppable, like Nebuchadnezzar, a powerful tyrant that would never be broken. But you've got to learn to turn them over into the hands of the Lord and release them to God. Because God can get a person when nobody else can get that individual. When we look at Nebuchadnezzar and what was going on in his life, it looked like it was the best of days for him. Things were going well for him. Young man in his 30s, reigning, and look at his kingdom, and look how powerful his kingdom was. Understand, Nebuchadnezzar is the same one that went into Jerusalem on three different occasions. He brought the brightest and the best of the young men back to Babylon and indoctrinated. We know them about the three Hebrew boys. We know those stories. That was part of his strategy. He brought them back, and, and Daniel was one of those, along with the three Hebrew boys, but it's more than four of them. He brought hundreds of them back, but we hear the story of the four. But he also went back the second time into Jerusalem, and then the third time he leveled the city, just tore Jerusalem up. We know from our, our scripture, Jeremiah 29 and 11, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. We know that the children of Israel went into Babylon and they went there for 70 years. And the prophecy was stated that after 70 years they were going to be released and come out. But understand it was Nebuchadnezzar who brought them into Babylon. What is interesting is how the Lord would allow Nebuchadnezzar to bring his people into bondage, into Babylon, into captivity to become slave. He would allow Nebuchadnezzar to do this. And then the same God that allowed Nebuchadnezzar to bring him into bondage turns around and spanks Nebuchadnezzar for bringing his people into bondage. God is an awesome God. He can allow your enemy to do something to you, then turn around and beat your enemy for doing what he did to you. I know you say, well, Lord, just, I just spare me the drama. Just don't let it happen. But God has a method. God has a plan. God is working out his details through it. And sometimes you don't understand it until you come out of it and you look back over it. And then you'll understand it. The old folks used to tell us you will understand it better by and by. Well, Nebuchadnezzar, he built Babylon. He was in his city. He was in the finest 
of city. Babylon's reputation was known throughout the world. He, in fact, Babylon was the head of gold. I talked about that statue. Babylon was that image, was that brilliant city. The gold was everywhere. It was just a wonderful city. And it was just a wonderful time to be a part of the kingdom of the Babylonians. We pick this up in this fourth chapter of Daniel. Then Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar, was astonished for one hour. And his thoughts troubled him. The king spake and said, Belteshazzar, let not the dream or the interpretation trouble you. Don't you worry about the dream. Just tell me what I dreamed. Nebuchadnezzar had dreamed this dream. He saw this great tree reaching up to heaven. And the thing about this tree was birds was coming and the birds lived in the tree. Animals lived in the tree. People just dwelt among this tree. This tree provided shelter. It provided food. It provided a habitation. Well, Daniel said, I understand the dream, Nebuchadnezzar. And I'm going to tell you what happened. You shared with me, but I'm going to give you the interpretation. The tree is cut down. And what's interesting about this tree being cut down is the stump is still in the ground. My God, my God. That right there is a picture of how you can fight back. Because any of us know about cutting a tree down. When you cut a tree down, you've got to uproot it and take those roots out. Because if you leave that stump in the ground, what was a tree one day will grow back again. There is hope. And for some of us, we have fallen. You have fallen. But I just want you to understand that your tree has been cut down, but the stump is still in the ground. And if you ever learn how to fight back, God has given you another opportunity. God has given you another chance. He's given you one more opportunity to give him some praise. Understand, I, I, when I read this dream and understand this dream, immediately songs one come into my mind. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinner. It says, and he shall be like a tree that planteth by the rivers of waters. If the tree is planted by the rivers of water, even though the tree is cut down, the root systems can still go down. To that source of water. And I told you water is a symbol of the Holy Spirit. Which we connect into. You need your root system. You need your foundation. Connected to the Holy Spirit. So you can grow in the midst of hard times. Nebuchadnezzar. I, I'm giving you this dream. And I'm telling you what's going to happen in this dream. Doesn't sound good. But, and he listens to Daniel. And Daniel says, look, the dream is troubling me. Uh-huh. He said, the, it, this tree is going to grow and this tree is going to do fine, but it's going to be cut down. It's bothering me. Verse 23. And whereas the king saw a watcher and holy one coming down from heaven and saying, hew the tree down and destroy it, yet leave the stump of the roots thereof in the earth, even with a band of iron and brass and the tender grass of the field, and let it be wet with the dew of heaven, and let its portion be with the beasts of the field, till seven times pass over him. Don't be afraid, but we see the number seven. Seven representing seven years. In other words, what 
Nebuchadnezzar must go through. He's got to go through it for seven years. And I want you to understand something. There is a time for you to go through what you must go through. But there is a date when you are coming out of what you are coming out of. And saints, as bad as it is to come go through something, but the fact still remains that I'm coming out, I'm coming out, I'm coming out. And sometimes just the thought, just the hope, just the word that you're coming out gives you enough strength to fight back. Oh, God, help me share this word. It's nothing like getting into a fight with somebody who refused to put up their hands. That's not no fight. Here you go fighting. You're throwing punches. You're throwing punches. And that person is just standing there with their hands there. That's not no fight. Sometimes we just allow the enemy to fight us and buck us and, and hit us and, and bruise us. And we just keep our hands down and we won't even fight back. But I'm challenging you today to let God's word rise up in you to fight the enemy back, to allow you to fight back. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar is listening. And as he listened to the counsel of Daniel, Daniel tell him, look, Nebuchadnezzar, if you would treat the poor right, if you would be fair and equitable, maybe God will extend the length of your tranquility. Maybe God will give you peace for a while. You got to understand, when I was reading it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Who in the world was Nebuchadnezzar unfair to? The children of Israel that was in captivity. He was unfair to so many other nations that he had conquered. And Daniel said, you just need to repent and get yourself together. And when you read the story, he had a whole year to get himself together. He had a whole year to work on himself to ask God to possibly change the situation. But you know what he did? He didn't ask God to change the situation. He didn't ask God to have mercy on him. He was high and lifted up, and pride filled his house. And not only his house, but his heart. Verse 29 says, after the end of 12 months, he walked in the palace of the kingdom of Babylon. The king spake and said, is not this great Babylon that I have built for the house of the kingdom by the might of my power and for the honor of my majesty? I built this place. I made this place. This is my work. This is what I have done. You better watch yourself when you brag and you boast and you hold yourself all high and you walk all arrogant. And I'm not saying that we have to have this false humility, but there is a sense that whatever you accomplish in life, it's only because of the glory and honor of God. God. It's because God's been good to you that you are in the job that you are in. It's only because God has been good to you that you have massed and have acquired the things that you have amassed and acquired. It's only because of the grace of God, the mercies of God. So you need to say, I thank God that whatever I have is because of God. I drive what I drive because of God. I live where I live because of God. I live, I move, I have my being only because of God. 
but Nebuchadnezzar got beside himself. And success can make you get beside yourself. Okay, let's go back to some 70s or 80s. Who do you think you are? Mr. Big Stuff, you got to watch yourself. Because if you're not careful, you will think of yourself more than you ought to think about yourself. You will exhort yourself more than you need to exhort yourself. Not understand that it's only because of God. It's only because of the grace of God. The mercy of God. And so Nebuchadnezzar gives us a great example. And the thing that just stuck with me is verse 31. While the words was in the king's mouth. I was just speaking 12 months ago. Yeah, I had this dream. While the word was yet in the king's mouth. Isn't it how amazing how instantly things can change? You wake up in trouble. You, Oh, God, by the time the sun set, things are different. Oh, Jesus. You wake up free, and by sunset, you're bound. It's only a phone call, and your life has changed. Oh, it's amazing of how fast things can change. Nebuchadnezzar was on top of the world, but while the words was in his mouth, the world was now on top of him. Nebuchadnezzar was the great leader that was leading the world, but now he's like a beast. Like a wild man. Just a matter of time. You know, I'm, I'm just amazed that when folks have strokes, how a stroke can debilitate you immediately. It can stop you from thinking and speaking and talking. And so Nebuchadnezzar, this is only a 30-something-year-old man that's going through this situation. And instantly, his life has changed. Instantly, his life is snatched from him. I want you to understand you got this brilliant mind. You have it going on because you can think, you can talk, you can reason, you can logically get yourself out of any situation. But honey, God can snatch your mind. He can take that mind from you and you won't be able to say your name. That's why I thank God for my mind. I thank God for my mind. I thank God for my mind. Oh, Jesus. In an instant, Nebuchadnezzar's mind snapped. And the man that was the king is now like a beast. Think about this now. A minute you're the king, and a minute later you're a beast. A minute you're the king walking with all the arrogance and pride that a king has. And a minute later, you're walking on all fours like you some wild animal. When you think about what happened to Nebuchadnezzar, his mind snapped. I know we've met folks who have bipolar. They speak to you some days and some days they don't. Child, didn't you speak this morning? Yeah, but this is the afternoon. I ain't speaking now. I'm in one of my moves. Okay, well, we, we met folks, but I'm talking about serious issue. That you're the king, and now you're a wild beast. And the thing about it, when you look at Nebuchadnezzar, he's a wild beast. He had on clothes, and now he snatched all of his clothes off. He's like a wild man. 
this wild beast. And then he leaves the palace and go out in the fields like an oxen. You know, if you're going to be a wild beast, be a lion. And roar and go around and be like a lion on a prey. But you're not going to be a lion. You're going to be an oxen, like a dumb oxen, just going to where to find some grass, your next grass that you can eat. He's like a wild oxen. Do you see him? And he's in this condition so much so that his hair is growing so long that for seven years he won't go to the barber shop. His nails are so long, he's not getting a manicure, he's not getting a pedicure. His nails are growing so long that his nails look like eagle's claws. His hair has covered him, and he looked like he has feathers on. The water, the dew, and the rain is coming upon him. He is a mess. God knows how to strip you down. God knows how to bring you down. You talking about go? How low can you go? He's going way low. Look at him. He's a mess. While the word was in the king's mouth, there fell a voice from heaven, saying, "O King Nebuchadnezzar, to thee is spoken: Thy kingdom is departed from thee, snatched, taken away, <coughs> removed." Oh, Jesus. And they shall drive thee from men. You got to get out of here. And thy dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field. They shall make thee to eat grass as an ox. Seven times shall pass over thee until thou know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdoms of men and giveth it to whomsoever he will. There's a lesson you've got to learn. And isn't it amazing that for seven years you can eat grass and still live? It's amazing that Nebuchadnezzar survived this ordeal. You're talking about being stressed out and, 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 and depressed and all the other things that go along with it. For seven years, he's in this condition. But something down on the inside of him, somewhere it registered until seven times passes over. The word of God can reach you even in your lowest state. Jonah talk about being in the belly of hell crying out to God. You've got to understand that in your lowest state, God's word still can reach you. When you put the word in you, the word is coming out of you. And the word, God's word is going up. God's going to perform his word. God will hasten to perform his word. Seven years is going to pass. So something down on the inside of Nebuchadnezzar, even though he's acting like a beast, he's walking like a beast, he's eating and living like a beast, there's a word that's resonating in his spirit. I'm fighting this thing back. I'm fighting back. I'm fighting back. I don't see my change. I don't feel my change. I don't look like I'm going to change. But there's something on the inside telling me God's going to do it. 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 And that's what your spirit has to tell you. When you're going through what you've got to go through, that God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to bring me out of there. There was a fight in him. There was a fight. And what amazes me is that how his kingdom is protected 
During these seven years, Nebuchadnezzar's enemies could have come in and taken advantage. His enemies could have come in and destroyed his kingdom, could have leveled Babylon. But God had a way of sparing the kingdom because he knew at the end of seven years, when it's all over, I'm coming out. <laughs> I'm going through, but when it's all over, I'm coming out. And I love verse 34 that says, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven. Look, he's now looking to heaven. He's lifting up his eyes to heaven. For seven years, he thought he was a beast, and he held his head down. And he looked down, he walked down, he stayed with a down look. But you've got to understand that when this thing is over, you're going to lift your eyes unto the hills from whence cometh your help. To realize it was only God that brought me out. It was God that brought me out. It was God that brought me out. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. The bounce back. It's amazing. He bounced back. He lifted up his eyes unto heaven. And my understanding returned unto me. My ability to understand, to reason came back. God gave me my mind back. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been stressed, you've ever been stretched, you ever been pulled to the point where it looked like you were going to lose your crazy mind? In fact, you lost it. You just went, you went, you just went there. You lost it. But when God finally turned your situation around and you bring it back, you begin to say, Lord, when I look back over my life, and I see how far I've come. You know, I got a testimony. My testimony was they said I wasn't going to make it. They said I wasn't going to be here today. But God, you gave me a fight back spirit. You caused me to be able to fight back in the midst of what I was going through. I don't know about you, but I feel a fight back spirit in this place today. Because, child, the things that you have gone through, it should have taken you out. The things that the enemy sent in your direction should have made you curse God and die. But something down on the inside said, I will bless the Lord at all times. And this praise shall continually be in my mouth. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, at the end of the day. Tell your neighbor, say, it's going to end. You're coming out of this? At the end of the day, <laughs> when it's all over, you're going to wear a crown. I lifted up my eyes unto heaven. My understanding returned to me, and I blessed the most high. I gave God the praise. I, gave, I blessed the most high. You know, I had to bless him because he's been too good to me. I could not have made it without him. I would not have survived. Nebuchadnezzar, this bad Babylon that you have built, all the gold and the silver you have here, you talking about you blessed the most high? Yeah, I blessed the most high because what I went through, my money could not bring me out of. What I went through, my kingdom and everybody that worked for me could not bring me out, but only a God could have brought me out and he brought me out. We used to sing the song, he brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet up on a rock to stay. Honey, I'm glad he brought me out. 
Because if he brought Nebuchadnezzar out, he'll bring you out too. But you got to learn how to fight back. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, I, I bless the Most High. And I praise and I honored him that liveth forever and ever. Because when I came out of this stuff, I realized, you know what? It's the Lord that sets up one and takes down another. It's the Lord that gives the kingdom to whosoever he will. I know I'm fighting and I'm leading the charge. I'm leading the army. I'm going into these territories and I'm taking these territories. But it's only God that said, you will prevail. You shall prevail. Take this kingdom. He came back. His reasoning came back. And you know what? After you go through things, you are so much better. Stronger. Wiser. Oh, Jesus, help me preach this thing. Sometimes in life, you go through bitter things. You go through rough experience. You go through trials that look like would have taken you out. And you come on the other side of that trial. And you are a better person because you have survived. And one of the things that makes you better is somebody's going to come to you that's going through the very thing that you went through. And they say, girl, I can't make it. Child, I can't make it. Child, look like I'm going to go under. And you can look them straight in the face and tell them, fight back. The devil is a liar. I went through something similar and God brought me out. And the same God that brought me out, I got a word for you. He's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you out. He's going to bring you out. Thank you, Jesus. Don't you see yourself coming out? Don't you see yourself coming out? Because you have survived. What others could not have taken. And you've got to encourage yourself. Sometimes you got to encourage yourself. When there's nobody else to pat you on your back. When nobody else said you're going to make it through. You got to tell yourself be encouraged. God is on my side. Be encouraged. It's only a matter of time. And I'm coming out of this. At the end of those days. I lift up my eyes. Uh huh. Oh God. And at the same time, verse 36, my reason returned unto me. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselor, my Lord, sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom. And the excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt the honor of the king of heaven. All who works are true and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride. He is able to abase. You high and lifted up, God can bring you down. You're running and you think it's all about you. God can really show you who it's really all about. But I've learned and I want you to learn to fight back. And I should say we are learning to fight back. Because what the enemy wants us to do is surrender. But what the enemy want us to do is to throw in the towel. You heard the graduation speech Winston Churchill gave. He stood up and his message was simply this. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. And he sat down. Well, that was a message. But you got to tell yourself, you got to fight back and never give up. You got to fight back and never give up. You say, well, preacher, you don't understand. I'm frustrated. But don't give up. 
I'm discouraged, but don't give up. You just got to fight back. Preacher, I've experienced failure, but you got to fight back. I'm unemployed, but you got to fight back. I'm underemployed. I get a paycheck, but it's not enough to pay my bills. You got to fight back. I'm homeless, but you got to fight back. I'm addicted to drugs, but you got to fight back. I got this alcohol demon right in my shoulder. You got to fight back. You got this sexual demon. You got to fight back. You have all these vices on you. You've got to fight back. You got to fight the good fight of faith and lay hold of eternal life. Woo! You know why? Because God's going to bring you out. God's going to bring you out. God's going to turn your situation around. There's a miracle with your name on it. There's deliverance with your name on it. You've got to learn to fight back. I know some of us, we feel like Peter. The Lord has been crucified and I'm frustrated and I'm going back fishing. I'm going to go back fishing. I'm going back and doing the things that I used to do because I don't know how I'm coming out of this. But you can't reach back and go do the things you used to do because you're not the person you used to be. Because if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things. I knew. I love the fact that Jesus never gives up on me. Even when I give up on myself. He said, go tell Peter. Go tell my disciples and Peter to meet me in Jerusalem. Don't give up. But fight back. Because God's not finished with you. God's not through with you. But I'm going fishing. (laughs) You may be like Matthew. I'm going back collecting taxes. No, no, no. Don't give up. Don't go back. Oh, yeah, I'm going back. I'm going back. I can't handle it anymore. No, don't go back. What are you reverting back to? My old ways. My old habits. My whole situation. If you want to do anything, go back to prayer. (laughs) Lining yourself with prayer. Go back to fasting. Go back to the altar. Go back to crying out to God. Say, Lord, I need you. As never before. The only way I'm coming out of this, Lord, I've got to fight back. And I need that strength to fight back. One of the things that amazes me, and I'm closing, is when I watch a boxing, how that person is bleeding, the eyes may be swollen, the mouth swollen, their arms hurting, and they'll get to that ring, and they'll sit in that chair, and that coach, that motivator will say, get back out there and fight again. Don't you give up. You're too close now. You're too close now. All you got to do is get one more swing, and your opponent is going out. Saying sometimes we're just on the verge of a miracle. We're on the verge of a knockout. We're about to take our opponent out. And we give up. We throw in the towel. Because we're frustrated. Because somebody talked about us. Because somebody looked at us raw. But you got to learn to get up and fight back. Lord, I thank you for this word. I thank you for the encouragement.
that somebody needed to hear that I'm going to fight back. The enemy will not win. He'll win some, but not this one. Somebody else. Because no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. I decree victory. I declare a miracle. I stand on your word. I stand on your word. And I declare we're fighting back. Oh, Jesus. We're fighting back. We're fighting back. We're fighting back. Clear the atmosphere, Lord. Because somebody needed to hear that all they have to do is fight back. You've just heard Bishop Ronald Frazier with a powerful message. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, feel free to drop by our website, www.ChristChurchInc.org. We're also on Facebook at ChristChurchInc and Instagram at Christ underscore church underscore INC. Winning the World for Christ was produced by Sando Savant Media. Music is provided by the O'Neill Brothers Group. You can find more of their wonderful music at www.oneillbrothersgroup.com. We thank you for listening to today's message and truly hope that it was a blessing to you. Tune in next week for another great word. Until then, have a blessed week.